Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio with me today, I have Chef Colin Pound with Port Orleans Brewing. How are you doing today, Chef? Hey, Amy, I'm doing well. I am so glad you were able to come in the studio. Um, For my listeners out there, I think I met Chef Colin on Facebook because that's kind of how these crazy things happen. But uh, I decided that all chefs in the world need that, like, phone a friend to bring them food during cold weather or to exchange food. And he was nice enough to bring me some of his mama's soup. So (laughs) thank you, (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, it was a good trade for Port Cassoulet. Yes. So tell everybody, what what, what was that soup or your mama's? That was so... (laughs) It's Special. like one of my biggest memories from growing up is my mom's chicken tortilla soup. Um, and it was always very big and exciting. And I think one of the first things I ever started cooking was like the the tortilla strips fried as a garnish, you know, along with my mom. Um, but uh, she always cooked us, you know, big dinners growing up. And um, the soup was one we always got super excited about. Well, and, you know, it's really funny how there are certain foods from our childhood that were like, Oh, my God, I just, like, I can close my eyes. I can still smell it. I can picture it. And it just, it gets me, like, happy when I'm in a bad place, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think this chicken tortilla soup is the only thing of hers that I've been able to nail. You know, it's like the other, like, classic comfort foods that I remember from back then. Tried to make it. You know, one of the the biggest things that we had growing up was just, like, she would do a whole chicken in the crock pot. That's it. Just, like, some Italian seasoning and salt and, um... I tried it and I made it and, you know, just put the bird in the crock pot and that's it. And it was just not the same. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's so funny because I, sometimes I blame uh, or I accuse like my mother-in-law. I'm like, you did not give me the whole recipe. It is not <laughs> the right recipe. But there are these like nuances and like ways that that people move in the kitchen. And I swear it changes the way things come out. Yeah, exactly. I, I text, think I texted her the first time I made it. I was like, how did you do that? And she said, put salt and Italian seasoning on it and put it in the crock pot. And I did it wrong. No, um, whenever your mom gives you a recipe, do you write it down or do you just keep her on speed dial and do a phone to friend and go, hey, mom, I'm, I'm making this. How do I do it? Uh, she's gotten so many calls and texts throughout my career, you know, like I'm working for Emerald and it's like, hey, mom, how did you make that thing growing up? You know, <laughs> This uh, past Sunday morning, uh, my husband, I don't know, he woke up early and I could smell bacon and I got like super excited. And in my heart, I was like, God, I I could really go for bacon and pancakes. And then I come downstairs and he's on the phone with his mom writing down her pancake recipe, which I actually have taped to the inside of the kitchen cupboard for him. But he still <laughs> he calls her to get the pancake recipe and, and because it just had to be like the way that she did it. And it's just really funny how that works. Yeah, there's certain things if you can't recreate them perfectly, it's like, why bother? Well, so tell our listeners out there, because um, I know you're now you're at Port Orleans, but you've been in New Orleans for a little while. So where'd you come from and how'd you get here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania and moved to Pittsburgh for culinary school when I was 19. Um, And Right before I turned 21, I got an internship at Brennan's uh, after I graduated and I moved down here and I didn't know a single person in the city and I'd never been to New Orleans, um, but it was an opportunity to 
moved somewhere else in the country. It was just supposed to be for three months, you know. Um, and, and how long ago was that? Like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so Brennan's was great, uh, and they hired me on full-time after my internship, and so I just stayed. Um, I bought a bike when I moved here, and, uh, you know, that's, that was my transportation, and I just kind of figured it out. Um, worked at Brennan's and worked all over the place over there, you know, every station, and um, they were even grooming me for the executive chef job, but... Um, Everyone knows the fate of Brennan's, um, and I ended up at Emerald's NOLA in the quarter, like a block away from Brennan's. So my first five or six years in the city, I worked <laughs> in the same two-block radius. <laughs> um, and it was the same thing at at, um, or at NOLA. You know, I went in there and started on hot apps and ended up, you know, as a sous chef. Um, and... Then I ended up at uh, Port Orleans. I worked at Angeline uh, full-time while I was working at Emeralds. Um, I worked at NOLA on, like, Mondays and Tuesdays, I think, as, like, their backup butcher in the mornings and then working the line at night um, so that I could pay the bills so I could work at Angeline full-time. Um, and that's really where I, like, honed my craft and um, really fell in love with, like, southern food and, and you know, um, yeah, like I said, honed my skills and learned about refinement and, you know, attention to detail and, and why the little things matter. Um, How was it different, you know, coming from, you know, Pittsburgh and then coming to New Orleans, you know, probably not knowing what you're getting yourselves, yourself into, but thinking, oh, okay, you know, I cook, have knife, we'll travel. This is what I do. Is, is it different working in a restaurant here? Is is it just the food that's different? Is it the personality of the city? What? I think that, you know, each restaurant in its own way in this city um, is, you know, influenced by the history of the city or the culture or the people. Um, and uh, especially, you know, in Pittsburgh, you don't you don't really feel that as much like Pittsburgh's idea of fine dining is, you know, putting French fries and coleslaw on the sandwich and eating it all together. Um, Which ain't bad in the There's right nothing spot. wrong with that. I ate a lot of Fermani <laughs> Brothers while I lived there. Um, but, you know, New Orleans just has such, like, a steep history of food that, you know, you could be even do real cutting-edge stuff and, and still, you know, in a way, you're serving red beans and rice or, or whatever. What is it about the Southern food that you're just like, okay, like, this is open my eyes and this is the kind of food I want to cook? I guess I just really like rich, indulgent things, you know, and, and New Orleans food has no shortage of that. Um, I think I uh, really, like, learned to fall in love with pork working for Alex Harrell and, and you know, how to, how to use all the different parts of the pigs and get into charcuterie and all that stuff, but how to bring it all back to, you know, a southern base. And you know, I I I am like a sucker for great charcuterie, and Alex is like kind of the king. Uh, he was nice enough to do some classes with me, and I've I've learned so much. And you realize that um, every chef kind of has a little different style, a little different way of doing things, and um, their rules are their rules. So, are there any things that whenever you're like, okay, I'm I'm like. I'm cutting down meat or I'm making sausages or I'm doing something. Are there certain rules that you're like, this is how it must be done? I spent pretty much my first six months at uh, Port Orleans 
thinking to myself, what would Alex Harold do? You know, and just like, I still, I, like, when I worked for him, he's the nicest man in the world, but when I worked with him, I had nightmares, you know, of, of him, like, screaming at me, and I worked for him for, like, three years, and I saw the man lose his temper twice, you know, um, but uh, I think just, and and not only Chef Alex, you know, I, uh, I was lucky to work for um, three great chefs uh, in my time at NOLA, Chef Josh, uh, who unfortunately passed away, uh, Chef Brian, and Chef Phil, uh, who's there running the show now. Um, and so it was really a great experience to work there for so long and work under three chefs who were doing the same job and serving the same food for the most part, um, but learning, you know, everybody's little nuances and, and techniques and, and the right way to do it for Chef Phil was different than for Chef Josh, and neither of them was wrong. Um, and I was just a sponge, you know, and I absorbed everything I could. Um and, but, you know, that's how you grow. So if you think back to your time in all these kitchens in New Orleans, are there some, like, life lessons you've learned? <laughs> um, mostly to follow your instincts, really. Um, I, especially at, I think at NOLA is where I, like, really, like, got a lot of freedom and started to be able to express myself and create my own dishes and stuff. And it was the dishes that I would overthink and overcomplicate that would just end up like a jumbled mess on the plate, you know, whereas like you, you do like a nice seared scallop with a butternut squash puree and some sort of pickle, you know, what else do you need? Um, and um, same with uh, like when I moved to Port Orleans, I was really nervous about doing beer pairings uh, because I think the whole time working at NOLA, we did one beer dinner, um, which was actually with, uh, we teamed up with Chappapilla Farms and, like, got a couple whole hogs in and, you know, served, um, you know, five courses of pig with five courses of beer, and that was really cool. But other than that, I didn't really have any experience pairing beers, so I was super nervous about that. Um, my my fifth or sixth day working there, we had a beer release with a <laughs> brunch event, you know, that needed pairings and um, Six days, have a menu. Yeah, exa pairing. exactly. You know, it's like I, I, I hadn't even been working there yet, and I had to write this menu for uh, this event. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I just basically, you know, made the dish, tried a bunch of beers, and was like, eh, this one tastes the best. Um, and really, it wasn't hard work because you get to taste a bunch of beers, you know. Yeah, well, and, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of times, you know, as diners, we're like, okay, wine pairings and we don't always take into account how sophisticated a beer can be and how complicated a beer can be and how complicated it may be to pair a certain beer with something so talk a little bit about how you come up with those ideas and what you're tasting for at, at port orleans i'm lucky that we have 16 beers on tap all the time so um, you know, even if it's, you know, four lagers and, and four ales and two stouts or whatever, they all have, you know, their own different nuances and and stuff. Um, and so um, I like to work really closely with the brewers, um, especially two of our head brewers, uh, Jonathan and Danny, have uh, worked in a lot of really good restaurants around the city. Um, like Jonathan worked at August for a long time and both of them worked at Dominica. Um, and so, you know... They not only tell me how they made this specific beer, but also, you know, if, if I've been tasting and tasting, I can't figure it out, I'll bring them the dish and I'll bring them the beers and you, know, you tell me. You tell me. Um, which is really nice to work in that in that sort of collaborative way. 
um, with with people with a food background, you know. And it's nice to be able to have those people that you can you can trust their palates too. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Jonathan, the brewer Jonathan was was tasked with um, having to run the kitchen in the two weeks of the old chef leaving and me taking over. Um, so, you know, he kind of knew the ins and outs and how the kitchen works. So, like, I leaned on him pretty heavily for my first month or so. Um, and I was super grateful to have that. Um, you know, he helped me a lot with that first menu and the pairings and stuff because uh, didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so you've been there for a little bit over six months now. Mm-hmm. And um, you find, like, you know, after you got thrown into the chaos and have kind of developed a menu. So did you like sit down and go, okay, I'm coming up with all new stuff or am I reaching in my bag of tricks the stuff that I know is tried and true and I'm throwing this in there? What was your thought process? I went into it, you know, guns blazing, super gung-ho. Like I had a legal pad full of menus that had been revised and revised and you know, I hadn't spent more than 30 minutes in this space and didn't know the clientele or anything, but it was like, this is my food. This is what I want to do. Uh, and then I got in there um, and inherited, you know, their menu and, and their cooks and all that. And like, you know, just reality came crashing down. And I was like, I have to keep this restaurant running and develop the new menu and train the staff and all that. Um, so I ended up kind of getting stuck in a rut for my first like three or four weeks um, and just serving basically the menu I inherited. And then uh, luckily we did our uh, Oktoberfest event, uh, which was huge, you know, and we served a bunch of bratwursts and pretzels and, and all that. I, saw, I remember seeing that on Facebook. It looked awesome. Yeah, it was fun. They had like a big German band there called the Brats, and it was it was a big party. Um, but that, that event was on a Saturday, and I had gotten an email the day before that said, okay, we're tasting the new menu on Monday. And it was still mostly like a pile of ideas in a notebook. So like we busted out this Oktoberfest event, did Sunday, you know, NFL game service, and then <laughs> did a bid tasting with like every single owner and, and all the staff and, um, you know, had all like, you know, these really big, important men critiquing this menu that, you know, I didn't have a lot of like confidence in because I hadn't really been able to develop it at all. But um you know, I took what they said to heart and we made little changes and stuff and, you know, sort of kind of roll with that menu. Um, and then then I kind of got my feet under me um, and got comfortable in there and got the staff trained up and built a good staff. Um, and so last week we revamped the menu again um, and there was just a lot more thought. And um, Are there certain things on the menu that you're like, oh, my God, this? I mean, it's like asking like somebody with kids, what's your favorite kid, you know, but, you know, oh, my God, this is so good. When you come, you cannot leave without having this. I am super proud of my boudin uh, and grits being from being from southeastern Pennsylvania. um, I take a lot of pride in serving uh, excellent boudin and grits in New Orleans. Um, I. uh I learned I so I didn't like grits before I moved to New Orleans. Uh, one of like the last big dinners I had at home before I moved here, um, we you know did like a chef's tasting, and the chef was like, the, you know, they asked, is there anything you don't want? And I said, I don't like grits. You know, oh, it, break, it breaks my heart to hear <laughs> right. that. That's because you right. didn't have good grits. Exactly. <laughs> then I, then I ate Alex Harold's grits for three years, and now I love grits. Um, and uh, so 
when the brewery first reached out to me for the job and I started thinking about it, the first dish I came up with was booty and balls with grits of pepper jelly. And that's been on the menu since, mm. you know, magic since day winning one. combination. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and again, it's it's super simple. It's it's three distinct items, you know, put together on a plate. Um, so uh, that is my personal favorite. And then also something that I think is super unique at the brewery that you can't get a lot of other places is our uh, spank green pretzels. Um, the, we get the spent grain, you know, from the, from the brewery, it's just all the leftovers from when they make beer and they end up with, you know, like eight 55 gallon barrels of it, which they put out back and a local farmer picks up and feeds his animals or whatever. And we, you know, grab two gallons of it at a time and toast it off and grind it up. Um, and our baker, uh, a guy named T, um, spends all day in the back just making pretzels, um. I love the idea that you're using something that would have also been wasted, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it maybe tossed out. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's keeping, keeping it all in the family, you know, cause it's, we're getting this, this product from the brewery. Um, and, uh, obviously, you know, it makes it really easy to pair that with the beer because it's like, Oh, what beer did this screen come from? Okay. Well, you should drink it with that. Um, <laughs> you know, and it changes. It's also kind of cool because, you know, we don't always get, um, you know, the leftovers from the lager or the stout or whatever. It's just, you know, whatever whatever beer they're brewing when we need grain, we use that grain for the um, pretzels. So It kind of you know, changes a little bit a, every a time. A little bit, a little bit. Um, and then also we do a beer cheese sauce with that. And so at first, you know, we ran it with the Oktoberfest, but that was a seasonal. Now we're doing it with our brown ale. Um, and uh, there's just something, like, really satisfying, too, about going to the taps with, you know, like a three-gallon Lexan and just filling it with beer and going in the back and dumping it in the tilt skillet with, tilt skillet with a bunch of roux and letting it do its thing. You know, it's so fun to be able to have, like, cool and interesting ingredients. But no matter how cool and interesting your ingredients are, you still want to have, like, food people are going to want to eat. And earlier you were talking about, you know, don't overcomplicate things. Like, be expressive in what you're cooking, but don't overcomplicate it. And I think that's the direction a lot of us have gone is that we want to add that extra thing or we want to do that extra little bit. And then the end diner's like, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're you're on the menu, you know, at Port Orleans, are there certain things that you're like, this is like, this is simple. This is real. This is what it is. What it really comes down to for me now is it like you know if I'm if I'm if I'm going out and I'm on I'm sitting at the bar and I'm on my third or fourth beer like what do I want to eat right now you know because it's it it's a brewery first and and I think um, six months ago I I refused to accept that you know <laughs> and it's like this is this is my restaurant and and, and everyone is here to eat the food but it's, no everyone's there to, to eat the, to drink the beer which kind of takes the pressure off and and just allows us to like have fun in the kitchen and make good you know drinking food make good bar munchies and you know that you know, we have gotten a little bit pretentious you know in food sometimes and you know, there's nothing like good old fashioned cheese fries. Or, yeah. You know, there's a, there is a time and a place, and with a a nice cold beer, that's what that's what I want. Yeah. So uh, we just this new menu, we just put a Cajun poutine on, uh, which is something I'm super proud of because that we had a we had chicken on Dewey gumbo on a private party and uh, sold it. You know, sold the leftovers the next day as a special, but it was a little thick. 
Um, and one of my cooks turned to me and he said, uh, uh, it's like gravy, you know, we can make a poutine out of that. And I, I wrote it on the wall and I was like, Cajun poutine. So, you know, we just, it's a real thick gumbo, like almost like a gravy. Poured on top of fries and topped with cheese curds and crunchy puffed rice, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, my my tombstone's gonna say "Died of bread and gravy" <laughs> because that's pretty much what I could live on in life. Uh, for my listeners out there, I want to brag about Chef Colin for a second because he was just nominated for the ACF, the American Culinary Federation Best Chefs 2019 in Louisiana. So tell us about that. Uh, it has been a whirlwind. Um, it He's was, on a billboard, y'all. <laughs> which, which I drove in a circle for like 20 minutes today trying to find a place where I could pull over and take pictures of this billboard <laughs> on I-10, um, which Zia's parking lot, perfect for it. Uh, but yeah, so back in November, um, a friend of mine sent me the application and said, hey, you should fill this out. Um, and it was it was extensive, and I had to, like, write a whole biography and submit all these recipes and, you know, talk about myself, which was super hard. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, this week they made the announcement, um, and, and um, you know, it's been great. Everyone at the brewery has been super excited. Um, it's definitely a huge honor. Uh, I I was lucky enough to work the event with Chef Alex in 2015, so like I know what I'm getting myself into, um, and which really it's like it's just a big party with a bunch of talented chefs and a bunch of good food, you know, Absolutely. and an open bar. Um, so it's you know it's 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 daunting, but we're just gonna go there and have fun. I love it. So for my listeners out there, the Best Chefs of Louisiana event is. April 9th. So um, you can get that from the ACF um, New Orleans uh, Facebook page. But uh, Chef Colin will be there. What are you cooking, Chef Colin? We're doing a pork belly and watermelon lettuce wrap dish, um, which was, again, something that like was on my super complicated first menu at Port Orleans that I got rid of because it didn't sell because it was too weird. But then we we brought it back and we refined it. Um, so uh, we do this fermented chili paste at the brewery mm. um, where basically we soak red ches- red Fresno chilies in our riverfront lager um, and just kind of let them ferment at room temperature for um, two days and then strain it off and make a hot sauce out of it. Strain out the hot sauce and all the um, seeds and skins and all that we use as a fermented chili paste. So I rub the pork belly in that and then we cryovacuum and sous vide them for 24 hours. So you get this like really, you know, nice like beery, complex, funky flavor from that. Um, break them down, do a nice little sear on it and put it on top of uh, these little baby iceberg cups um, with a fermented chili aioli in the bottom. And then a little slaw of um, julienne merletons and cabbage and pickled carrots in this chili oregano vinaigrette. Um, and some, so some peanuts on top and, you know, it's just little bite size. Um, oh, and compressed watermelon. Uh, we do this crystal hot sauce syrup and compress the watermelon in that, um, you know, and it really intensifies the flavor and the color. Um, and so you get, you know, you get crunchy lettuce, you get crunchy veg- veggies, you get the tangy vinaigrette, you get the smunky aioli on the bottom and then that nice rich piece of, uh, Fatty, pork belly. delicious. Exactly. So... It's uh, 
it's kind of it's the sort of thing that you just kind of like have to shove the whole thing in your mouth. Um, it's a it's a one bite delicious bite. Exactly. But maybe a little bit bigger than one bite, so you just don't talk with it's your one, mouth. It's full. one bite for me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it's so fun to have all those flavors and all those textures, and I love what you're doing with the menu at Port Orleans. And for our listeners, um, they're celebrating their two year birthday. We are on May 11th, and um, we're still hashing out the details, so make sure you check out our social media um, because details are coming. But it's just going to be a big party all day with a bunch of new beers, a couple beer releases, and food and music. Uh, We have that beautiful courtyard, um, you know, that really lends itself well to setting up a stage and throwing a party. Um, And that's all it is. It's It's just a party. <laughs> I love it. I mean, who years. doesn't love a party in New Orleans? Exactly. Well, so Chef Colin, we're almost out of time, but if you could tell everybody where to find you and where Port Orleans is located. So we are on Chapatulas, um, kind of across the street from Tipitina's, uh, 4124 Chapatulas Street. Um, we're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day except Tuesdays. We're closed on Tuesdays, um, which allows me to come here and do radio shows. <laughs> um and um, you can follow Port Orleans Brewery all over social media and everything. And you can follow me on social media and everything. My tag is a cow kicked me. Um, <laughs> and that's the- probably like a whole nother show in <laughs> itself. <laughs> um, and uh, they do brewery tours uh, at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock on Saturdays and Sundays, which are fun and informative, and you get to see where the magic happens, as they say. And it looks like Port Orleans, y'all, does all kinds of crazy, like, special events. I saw, like, things like speed dating. We have and speed dating this Wednesday. Stuff. We do brewery bingo on Mondays, which is really taking off. Um, we do live trivia and then, you know, every other weekend we're doing a new beer release or some sort of party, some sort of event. You know, we, we're all there to have a good time and, um, you know, we can extend that to our guests and every day's a party. I love it. Well, Chef Colin, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank you. Uh, for our listeners out there, you are listening to WRBH radio. We had Chef Colin Pound with Port Arlene's Brewing. So y'all get out there. And if you're out and about uh, April 9th and want to go to that ACF Best Chefs event, he's going to be throwing down some pork belly lettuce wraps. And uh, make sure you get yourself some. And if you miss the event, you can just go to Port Arlene's and order some and have a nice cold beer. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sims. Until next time, ciao.